Amen. Amen. You know, I, I used to struggle with people thinking, I'm, you, you, well, you got to chill out. You know, and I calm it down here because you're a fanatic. You're, you're, well, I'm, I'm sorry. It's time to pop the clutch. Amen. Forget about who cares if someone thinks we're fanatic. They already think we're crazy anyway, right? Already think we're nuts. But how many know when you live at a different level, when you live in the spirit, it's different. Amen. Amen? Amen. And that's the goal here. The goal of everything in our life, and it's such a clear word the Lord gave me today, but everything in our life is about hearing from the Holy Spirit, being led by the Spirit, being guided into all truth. And so can I tell you, the Holy Spirit has to become our best friend. He has to become the person of God that's in us and with us and that we know his voice. Because he said in his word, my sheep know my voice. Know my voice. Now see, we got we to gotta learn to hear God's voice. So, so if you're new here, I'm, I'm, I know I'm, I really need to open a Bible school because I'd love to be able to teach for longer hours. Because you know, on Sunday mornings, what we do is we teach, preach, and reach. But when we go overseas and we're asked to do different conferences, we teach seven, eight hours at a time because you just get the unction of the Holy Ghost to teach. And that's what they need. They need a foundation of teaching because they haven't heard a lot of word. But sometimes, you know, when, when you have this time, it, it's valuable because the Holy Spirit will give us a, 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 a gold mine. Amen? Amen. Give us some, uh, like Brother Hagin used to say, we just don't want to skim along the top of the, of the little creek for some gold nuggets. We want to go deep and strike a shaft, right, where there's something really good. Amen? How many believe we can do that tonight? Yeah. And that's what happens when you get revelation. David said, Thy word has been my song in the house of my pilgrimage. And so there's this desire, number one, and this is just repetitory real quick because I know I don't know everybody here. So repetitory is important because if we miss a part in our foundation, we can't put up a structure without a strong foundation. And so faith begins where the will of God is known. And so part of that joy for expectation is what hope is. So as we get into this tonight, I think it's so important that you just keep your expectation up, that you keep your faith up because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that never changes. You say, well, I've heard that. No, 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 that, that's, not, that's not faith. Faith comes by hearing and it's present tense and hearing by the word of God. And so 11.6 of Hebrews says it this way, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Those who come to God must believe that he is, and there's a reward of those who diligently seek him. And remember last week when we finished up, we talked about joy and peace and believing. How many are believing? Yes. So as I said in the beginning, everything in God is yes and amen. It's already paid for in full. Everything you need is done. It's done. It's not, oh, God's cooking up something in the microwave or the crock pot or the oven. No, 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 no. God did it all in Christ. So if you're really going to walk out this victory in these last days, you've got to know who you are in Christ. And you've got to know who Christ is in you. And if you don't, you're going to struggle. So I put this at the end of the scripture, but I'm going to start with it because in Ephesians 1.16, I pray the Father of glory, our God, Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination. Wow. 
How many can imagine some things? Flooding you with light. Say, I got light. Until you experience the full revelation of hope of his calling, that is, the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. I pray that you continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through what? Whoa, 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 whoa. There's power available to me tonight. I know that. Is there power available for you? See, see, if you don't believe that, well, you know, that's the pastor. I, don't let the devil tell you that. Or you've been saved so long, so now, you, no, 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 no. It, the power is for us who believe. And believing is a present tense reality. I'm going to say this again. I know it's repetitory, but I meet a lot of Christians who the devil keeps everything in their life, either in the past or the future, but it's never present. Joy is always something they want to obtain. Healing is always something maybe one day I'll get. But how many know diabetes is gone now? Because we prayed last week, it's gone. Well, you know, no, 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 it's gone. Well, I, I don't know. I don't care what my body says. I don't care what the doctor says. I care what God says. He said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Not maybe, not hopefully, not in four years. Shall recover. So guess what that means? It's mine today. Well, no, 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 no. You know, that's sweet, Pastor. You're kind telling us that, making us feel better. That if I didn't get my healing, we try to talk ourselves out of God's goodness and blessing. And you know, you know, it's coming. And no, no, no. It's here now. And that's where pastors and preachers all over the world have gotten it wrong. And I'm not saying I'm right. And I'm not saying that in arrogance. I pray for every person. But the, the, the faith life is a now life. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is. And so if the devil says, there, there's people celebrating revival. Do you know what happened? And, and I mean, I, I could give you hundreds of illustrations. You get up and you hear someone with a prophetic word from 1963. That's wonderful. And they're still living on it. It hasn't been fulfilled in their life. But, but how many know God gives you a rhema, which is a spoken word, which is a now word? That word rhema is a now word. The word we're giving you tonight is not some old crusty thing. It's fresh from heaven. The pizza was just cooked. I got it earlier today when God spoke to my heart. We're delivering it, okay? It's not something that I'm just hoping God spoke something in 88. And I hope you feel great. And I believe it. No, 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 no. There's a now word for you that you have to receive. And so I looked at this and I just, I just let me just jump into it because I'm, uh, this is taking too long. Genesis 3.19. You know, I, I, I'm all jacked up because I watched a little bit of Pastor Bill. Pastor Bill Winston's a good friend of mine. And when I hear him teach, he jacks me up because I was sitting with him when nobody knew him. I was out at a conference in California, and I was sitting at the table with Keith Hershey and Bill. And everyone left, and Bill was just sitting there with me. And I was like, hey, Bill, I didn't know him from anybody. But the first thing he said to me is he opened the word, and he said, we got a problem. And, you know, he talks about a lot of things a lot, but he really's a faith teacher. And he said, look at this scripture right here. He said, thy voice shall be carried on the wings of a bird in, in Ezekiel. And I was like, he said, God told me to decree. I, I, I got a new Gulf Stream jet. And I just looked at him like he was crazy. I was like, what is this guy talking about? I'm not there yet, bro. I'm just believing God to make it home. 
And he said, God spoke to me to have Covenant Bank, not a credit union anymore. And I'm like, what's this guy talking about? And he looks at me and says, do you realize what I could do with a billion dollars? And I just, you know, you think this, this, some of these fake guys are just greedy. He said, with a billion dollars, you know what a bank does with a float? That means what people do with your money it's while spinning. They're gaining interest. That's why your check takes three days to clear. They're gaining interest off you, right? But I'm, I'm like, he goes, he goes, a billion dollars? I could feed a whole nation in Africa with the interest on that. Shouldn't we think like that? I'm just, I was like, this guy's like, my whole mind's just like, okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to build a church back in Pittsburgh and believe God for a building, you know? So, so when he said these things, now I've watched them all come to pass in his life. And so I'm like, wow, that, that stuff works. And I knew it worked, and I watch it work in my life. But it's interesting that when someone has a higher level of faith than you, kind of can scare you, can it? Like, that's, that's a, I believe for this at this level, Pastor, but that level, nope, I'm going to stay right here. And, and listen, in my comfort zone. No, 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 get out of your comfort zone. God can do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. And the goal of God is to get you beyond your thinking, beyond your emotions, beyond your feelings, to live by your spirit. Why? Let's look back at, I think I have it on my phone here because I didn't write it in my notes. Look at Genesis 2.19. There's something key. I said last weekend, I said it Sunday. This will help you. When Adam fell... He fell from revelation to information. How many know what revelation is? Light, exact knowledge to have revealed, to be uncovered, for darkness to leave and light to come. So guy had a revelation, right? Here's his revelation. One guy, one guy says, and if you go to New York City, you really see this in a big way because people are mad. You go from the airport we were going to see Joel, my wife and I, Joel and Victoria asked us to come and sit with them up at the, the, the Champions Network deal. And so they were in Yankee Stadium, and we were sitting in the taxi, picked us up. And the guy said, 120 to go from the airport <laughs> to the center where your hotel is. I'm like, oh, it's a lot of money. 120, huh? We sit in traffic for an hour to go four miles, and it's 120. But guess what? We didn't take the taxi anymore. Last time we went, we took the Uber. Some guy woke up in the middle of the night and thought, you know what? Forget about paying all that money for a taxi. You can Uber. So he designs a company called Uber, and all of a sudden, the taxi company's out of business. Those guys are mad now. Nobody wants to ride around in their cars and watch a thing. So, so, so what happens? God gives a revelation, and it changes everything. God gives one witty idea to you, and it changes everything. God gives an invention. God gives a smart idea. God gives where that thing was that you lost. This is, this is the business of who God is in you. So how, how, let me give you scripture just so you know what I'm talking about. When Adam fell, Gen before he fell, Genesis 2.19, Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground... All the wild animals and the birds in the sky. And he brought them to man to see what he would name them. I'm going to say this to you. And, and we've, been, we've been brainwashed by religion instead of New Testament taught. I'm going to say this. This makes some people cringe. But you are a co-creator with God. 
Remember what Jesus said. He said, as he is, so are we in this world. That, that people, religion hates that. Religion hates that. You're a, you're a co-creator. In other words, God made you in his image and his likeness and gave you dominion. And he said, I don't want nothing to do with the earth. I want you to manage it. I want you to rule it. I want you to reign. I want you to have dominion. I want you to name the animals. Now, now, now look, look. Did he say, was there a university in the garden? Was there any learning in the garden? Was there encyclopedias in the garden? Did Adam start bumbling around to go to God's new library that he put in the garden? No, no, no. He was connected to the Father, and he was so connected to God that as he walked with him in the cool of the day, he downloaded all the revelation that was in God was in him. So, so the revelation that I get, now my son's getting, and my daughter's getting, and my other son's getting, and, and you're getting this revelation as you walk together. See, when you grow up in a family that does that, I got revelation from my mother, I got revelation from my father, because they lived it out, right? So he didn't go, um, he didn't have to speak in tongues back then to get revelation and wisdom, because he just knew that he knew that he knew that he knew that he knew. He had exact knowledge. So like God in his image and his likeness for dominion, you take care of the planet. Here's the keys. You run things. God didn't even know where he was at. That was positionally. Where are you, man? God left him alone. He delegated everything. And God's not a micromanager, by the way. In these last days, he's not a micromanager. He's going to give you all the miracles, all the signs, all the wonders, all the breakthrough, all the victory, all the healing you need to do his will. Did you hear me? All, everything you need to do his will, not what you need to do your will. He brought them to man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that's what their name was. So I just want to see, I want you to see this. This is where God's trying to get us back to. Jesus didn't come just to get you to heaven. I, I, it almost makes me cringe when I talk to some Christians. We just can't wait to get out of here. We just can't wait. When we all get to heaven, what a day that'll be. We'll sing and shout the victory. No, 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 no. God wants us here now. On purpose, for a purpose. A kingdom purpose. But, but people say, I just wish this world was over. This one. No, no, no. Don't take me out of the darkness. Leave me in there to be the light. Amen. We were praying about that this morning. The light of God is streaming out of us. He said he's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. How many know a marvelous light? A bright light that reveals things. So here, here's where I'm going. When, when, when he looked, he didn't go, he didn't go, let me go back. Like we, what am I going to do about this marriage? What am I going to do about my children? What am I going to do about the dog? I know what I'm going to do about the cat, but what, <laughs> I got you back here. Put him out. <laughs> but 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 what, what do I do about, you know, what do I do about my finances? Wait, 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 wait. God cares for the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. He knows your life better than you know it. So you're not supposed to have any angst or anxiety or worry about your life at all. Because worry is a sin, remember? So, so pastor, but, but my mother-in-law, but, but this, but that. But, and, and we come up with, we become buttheads. All this, all these butt, and God said, no, 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 just trust me. Just believe me. And so right here we see 
that this revelation that came, and, and, and he, he didn't do what we do today. I'm praying on it. I'm going to pray to see if I feel led. I don't know if I feel anything yet. I don't know if I'm healed yet, Pastor. I haven't seen the breakthrough yet. I haven't seen the victory yet in the financial area. My marriage is just my wife's the devil. <laughs> we talk like that mess, and, and our words are important. But, but here's how it happened. Like when I would say, I would say, uh, that thing walks out. That's a dog. That's a giraffe. That's a crocodile. That's an alligator. There's a difference between the two. That's a snake. He's going to lose his legs in a few days. And, and right? Wait, wait, do you hear what I'm saying? That's a hippo. Who would think up? Adam. This is real. This is not fake. Hippopotamus. Where'd that come from? Hippopotamus? Hippo, these words were coming right out of his, listen, listen, this is the key. They're coming right out of his spirit. Right out of his spirit. Right out of his spirit. Adam fell from revelation, being led by the spirit, to information. Now, and we, I got to solve a problem. Let me go think. Let me go think. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. Wait, 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 wait. The word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So that's our first priority. That's the foundation. The word of God. If you're not reading the Bible, you're in trouble. Because the, 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 the devil will get you off because the Holy Spirit only leads you in line with his word and is the author of the book. He lives on the inside. So God not only gives you a written letter that many people had to die and shed blood so that we could have it in our hands today, but he put the author on the inside of you. So when you hear, greater is he is in you than he that's in the world, you go, I feel it. Yeah. Now, if you don't feel that, you need to get saved. Now, I'm not talking about a goosebump, tingly feeling. I'm talking about what I feel in my heart, what I know in my spirit, the revelation. That revelation that Paul prayed. I want you to have a knowledge of him. So if you don't understand what Jesus did, you're struggling a little. That's what we want to clarify tonight. 1 John 4.4 4, Little children, you are of God. You belong to Him. Everyone say this first. I'm getting my revelation back. See, this is by the Spirit. It's not mental. And some people have a hard time shifting from the head to the heart. Spirit living doesn't come from the head. The spiritually dead are led by the head. Little children, you are of God. You belong to him and have already defeated and overcome the Antichrist, the evil one. Because he, look at this, this is powerful. Because he who lives in you is greater and mightier than he who is in the world. Did you hear that? I, I don't know about you. Can we, can we take a praise break? Give a shout. See, see, greater is he who is in me than the evil one, the devil. The greater one, the greater one is the Holy Spirit that's living on the inside of me. And see, I, I, I'm not anything great, my ability, but as I yield to the Holy Spirit, the greater one, the greater one's in me, the greater one's in me, the mighty Holy Spirit is living in me. Brother Moore sings that. I'm not afraid of the evil one of me or all the threats he's made. 
We have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the greater one. The greater one. The greater one's in me. The greater one's in me. Say it out loud. The greater one's in me. How many know that gives the Holy Spirit place to move? And some of y'all are sitting around tight-lipped like, I'm just waiting for God to move on me. One day he's going to touch me, brother. He's not. He touches people who believe. What do they believe? The greater one's in me. The greater one's in Mark. The greater one's in Seth. The greater one is in Joe. I got to give Joe a little hard time, man. Try to get him to turn the hose on last night. He said, will it work? I said, I don't know. Take an educated guess. When you turn on the water, it usually comes on, right? Anyway, that's for another sermon. Now, 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 let me help you. Let me help you. Ready? Trinity. Say the Trinity. So if you don't have a good understanding of this, you're trying to figure this stuff out in your mind. And let me tell you, you can't figure it out in your mind. Someone told me at five and a half years old, God is three in one. I believe it. See, isn't that good about a kid? I'm realizing I didn't get a lot of crap. Well, anyway, I'm teaching on that this week. This weekend. Don't miss this week. It's going to be good. We got the poop emoji for our sermon this week. But, but how many ever stepped in some church crap? Church poo. Anyway, hey, it's, it's really scripture, and I'm not even going to tell you the scripture, but it's, it's a great scripture. Where was I? Tell me, Mark, where I was. So at five and a half years old, guess what? You don't have all this garbage in your life. Well, Paul used it. He called it dog dung. He said, he said anyway, we'll get to that later. But, but now you haven't got all this junk in your life because you just believe Willie George put on this faith dog outfit, told us the greater one's in you. You got the Holy Ghost in you. You got, so now at a young age, you're listening for the Holy Ghost and you're praying in the Holy Ghost and you're, you're, you're believing because remember the Holy Spirit will help you build you up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, staying in the love of God. So how many need your faith built up? That's why we're here tonight. I need my faith built up. See, if, if, if you're questioning all this and you can't say, and, and so at, at about six, someone said, they, they said the sun, it produces heat and it has light and it's, and, and they were talking, we were doing illustrations on how the father, and, and some, some people in that class, they just couldn't get it. And they, I remember them asking the teacher at 12 at the Baptist, how could God be three? How could he be omnipresent? How could he be omniscient? How could he be? Well, well, you can sit all day and not figure that out. Listen, he spoke and it was. That's it. You believe in the Big Bang Theory? Absolutely. Jesus said, let there be light and bang, light was. It just happened. And, 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 and look how powerful his words are. So you say, he made you in his image likeness. You're a speaking spirit. So he spoke the word light, and you know what happened? Today, scientists will tell you how quick the universe is expanding. Light is still going. He told the earth, spin on its axis. And it, people say, we're going to drink too much soda pop and put too much plastic in the ocean, and we're going to lose all the oil, and everything's going to stop spinning because of the, 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 what are they? I don't know. Al Gore? You, you, you know. Who, who, and, and we're going to put, and they said, we're going to run out of fuel. And in Oklahoma, we lived in that state for about 20 some years. And, and they found out all the oil wells that were empty in the 80s when, when the oil 
rush hit Penn Square right in the middle of Oklahoma City where Amy's parents lived. And the oil and oil thing stopped and they found out 20 years later all those wells are full again. Hmm. Wonder what God's up to. How many know he's, he's an abundant God that provides and supplies. He has gold in the hills, potatoes under the hill. He, there's unlimited resources in the earth today. Why? God said that. Do you believe that? Yes, God said it. Say, I believe. Come on, let's do a faith exercise. Say, I believe. If you don't believe, things are going to stay impossible. But if you believe, anything is Right? So greater is he who is in you than he that's in the world. So we have the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So positionally, this, is, this could be a long teaching, but I just want to have this foundational thing in you so you know God is the Father. Jesus is the Son. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity that's alive, and he's the greater one working in you today. So, well, Pastor, I don't, I don't understand that in my mind. Good, just take it by faith. Just trust it because God never lied and he said it in his word and it's absolute. So what's that mean? Positionally, the Father God is seated on his throne right now. Next to him is his son who sits at the right hand of the Father. He said it in his word. He ever lives to make intercession for you. And one day, after he rose again on the third day, he entered into the most holy place, the throne room, by virtue of his own blood. And he brought to the Father, the, the blood to buy back every human being on the planet, past, present, and future. And he said, Father, is it good enough to purchase humanity and free them from all their guilt, same sickness, disease, every issue? And the Father said, it's enough. And, and guess what he did? I love this. He sat down. You, you don't sit down until the job's done. Amen. He sat down at the right hand of the Father, and Jesus is alive and well, and he's making intercession for you today. Isn't that awesome? God's praying for you right now. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they all want you to win. How many believe it? John 16, 7. So it's not by power, it's not by might, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. So John 16, 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. I'm going to go away. If I go not away, the comforter, the parakaletos, one called alongside to help, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send you another comforter. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment, of sin, because they believe not me. They don't believe on me. Think about that. What's the Holy Spirit trying to do? He doesn't sit around going, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. No, no, no. He says, the reason they're in unbelief is because they haven't seen. The eyes of their heart haven't been enlightened to the truth. So they have to have their spiritual eyes open and awakening of light, which is revelation that the Holy Spirit will reveal so that they can see who Jesus is. Then he says, of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. I've yet many things to tell you that you cannot bear. Howbeit, when the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you. Say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Greater, one, Greater one, guide me. Guide he will guide you in all truth. Now, look at this. This is important. He shall not speak of himself. Oh, this is interesting. 
Now, there's a lot of crazy doctrine on this. But if you get a good revelation of it, some people say, well, man, I just praise the Father, praise the Son, praise the Holy Spirit. And, and, and this scripture is pretty clear right here. When the Holy Spirit gets on the inside of you, he wants to do one thing. He wants to show you who Jesus is. He wants to reveal the Father. He wants to reveal the Son. And why does he want to reveal the Son? Because Jesus said, the only way to heaven is through Christ, right? The only way to the Father is through Christ Jesus. But Jesus said this. He said, hey, man, we're, we're, we're one and the same. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So if you've seen, all you need to do is get a revelation of Jesus. And once you get a revelation of Jesus, he opens everything up. Here's the Father. Here's the Holy Spirit. Receive him. But, but, but when it comes, you say, well, what's he telling you? Now, here's why it's fun to praise and worship like it is on Wednesday nights, because some of y'all are getting this, and it's coming unglued, man. But sometimes the Sunday morning crowd comes in, they're just looking around like, what's he, what's he talking about? Because, you know, some people, it's just, a, it's just a little snack on the weekend for them. They check the box. But some people that are hungry, I'd rather be here than Big Splash or Kenny, or Kenny Hood, right? Right? But, but no, no, I'm not saying anything wrong with that or eating barbecue. Go before. This is the best thing on the planet. This is, this is porterhouse steak, medium rare in the spirit. And some of you have a gross yacht because you're vegetarian. Okay, it's asparagus for you. Tofu for her. I'm joking, Janet. I had to throw that in there with honey, of course. Who likes tofu, by the way? Let's take a... One, two, three, four. Some guys are putting their hand up real slow like they don't want anyone to see. <laughs> tofu. Why are we talking about tofu? Let's keep going. Ready? When the Spirit has come, he'll guide you into all truth, and he shall not speak of himself. But whatever he hears, that shall he speak. He shall show you things to come. Look, look what Jesus said. This is Jesus talking. He shall glorify me. Now, now here's the key. If you get the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, so you're not just born again, and, and people think they're born again, and they have the Holy Spirit. They do. They're born of the Spirit. But there's another experience called being filled with the Spirit. So when you're born of the Spirit, Jesus said, wait here till you get filled with the Spirit, because now you get the Holy Spirit in you. And if you're that guy or girl that looks around when it's worship, and you're like, man, I don't feel nothing. I don't see nothing. Why are we doing this? Is God that good? What's going on? You need the Holy Ghost. Because what's he do? If he's your helper, he helps you to glorify God. He helps you. That, that stuff you've seen, my son, that's who he is. That's, just, that's, that's what he does at home all the time, day and night. He comes home at 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, oh, no, my son's home. And the, the piano starts going. He starts singing. I'm going to let him sing. I shut my door, put my earplugs in. But, but, but the reality is that's, that's, that's not some made-up thing. That's real. Because when the Holy Spirit's in you, he shows you these things. And it's automatic. So, so look here. So when we look at this, we go, he will glorify me. That's what he said. He's going to glorify. One translation says, glorify and lift up the name of Jesus. He shall receive of mine and show it unto you. All things that the Father have are mine. See it? Everything God has belongs to Jesus. Everything Jesus has belongs to God. Everything Jesus and God has belongs to the Holy Spirit. Is that correct? Yes. That's what I meant when I said, 
all things that the Father hath are mine, and he shall take what is mine, what Jesus redeemed, and he shall show it to you. Revelation. A little while, and you shall see no more, me no more. And again in a little while, and you're going to see me because I go to my Father. Look at verse 14. He says, I'm reading the Amplified. He says, he will honor and glorify me because he will take of mine and receive and draw upon what is mine and reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it unto you. So I say everything that is, remember this, is of the Father through the Son, but it's by the Spirit. So the Father had a plan to rescue you. He had to send his only Son to redeem you, to restore you, to make you new. And can I tell you, he did a great job. He made your inner man just like Jesus. He made your spirit man just like Jesus. If you're born again, your spirit man looks just like Jesus. See, that's where the Catholic crowd gets off the boat right there. I'm unworthy, brother. I'm unworthy. Don't compare me to Jesus. I'm not. He is. He said, as he is, so are we in this world. The works he did, we will do in greater because I go to my Father. Greater is he who is in you than he that's in the world. You're an overcomer. You have the greater one. The evil one is no match for you. You have an authority in the name of Jesus. You have the power of the Holy Ghost. He can't beat you. He's a loser. But if you, see, if you let the devil show you're just human, you just have feelings and emotions, and the devil keeps you in the realm of the flesh and the feelings and emotions, you lose every time even in the mental realm. But if you can live in the Spirit, life in the Spirit, if you can listen to the Word and let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you into truth, the Father's up there, Jesus up at the right hand, the Father interceding for you, but the Holy Ghost is with you and in you, and He's the greater one. So what's that mean? I'm the lesser one. But if I yield to Him, the greater one's working through me, the greater one's worshiping through me, the greater one's praying through me, the greater one's laying hands on the sick through me, the greater one's showing me how to be a good husband, the greater one's showing me how to tithe and be an offering giver and give over and above and live a debt-free life and be blessed coming in and be blessed going out. How many know God's trying to let you live in his abundance of joy, peace, and righteousness? He's trying to get this all into your life. That's what the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit is. So everything's by the Spirit. How do you know that? John 1, 1 says it. In the beginning was the Word. Who was that? Jesus. Study it. And the Word was with God. Jesus. And the Word was God. Jesus. Same was in the beginning with the Word. Jesus. Without Him. The Logos. Without Him was not anything made that was made. So who made everything? Jesus. Now, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on this bandwagon for a couple minutes, and you got to get this. So Jesus spoke as the Father was pleased with the plan because he put it all together. And Jesus' son spoke, said, let there be light. And then the Holy Spirit worked like a construction worker. And he brought it to pass. So how's our life go today? Same way. We, in God's image and likeness. How do, how do you know what 2 Corinthians says in chapter 4? 
We having the same spirit of faith as them that have believed. Who's that? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. We having the same spirit of faith. I believe, therefore I speak. We believe, therefore we have spoken. So guess what? We speak and God brings it to pass. Now, now this, is, this is something that's so interesting to me. And this is where I believe a lot of Christians struggle. If the devil can keep you away from this revelation, you never walk in victory. In fact, God made you like him and he made you a speaking spirit. Every time I preach or say or do anything, the Lord, Holy Spirit always brings me back to your words are powerful. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Jesus emphasized three times more speaking than believing. In Mark eleven twenty three. he said, Whosoever says unto the mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, and doesn't doubt in his heart, but believe what he says, he'll have whatsoever he says, he'll have whatsoever he says. And, and, and some of you just get off on that because you think, ah, that's not scriptural, that's a bunch of faith people, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. No, 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 that's the kingdom of God. That's what Romans 10 says. This is the only one that have salvation. He said, the word, it, thy word is near me, even in my mouth. This is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou confess with thy mouth and believe in their heart, for with the mouth man confesses, with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and then he has to confirm it with his mouth. You know what people say? And I can tell you this according to that scripture. Without your confession, you don't have salvation. Is that true? Wait, 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 wait. Stop for a minute because you agreed. Without your confession, there's no salvation. Is that true? People are looking around like, huh? Listen, listen. I'll tell you it's a fact. I'm not going to be a child of God. I am a child of God. I'm not going to be victorious. I am victorious. I'm not going to be healed. I am healed. I'm not going to one day prosper in the sweet by and by after all my kids are gone and their weddings are over and I'm broke as a joke and living on barely get along street. And then I go, God, you're good. And then I win the lotto. No, no, that's not God. He wants you to have quality of life. He wants you to have the Zoe God kind of life. He wants you to have an abundant life. But, but I'm talking about abundance of joy, abundance of peace, abundance of righteousness. But how many know he didn't leave out Everything you need that pertains to life and godliness. You believe it? Yes. And there's been more of attack on this in this city than a lot of places because people go, well, that's not spiritual. And so I suffer through watching people's relatives die broke, watching people retire with nothing, live in poverty, go all over the world and see people dying of starvation. You never, you never seen sadness till you've seen a little boy in Africa that's stomach's bloated and he's got two days to live. How many know that's demonic? These kids are drinking water that has dysentery in it and they're dying. Because, not because there's not enough, because there's no revelation. When you get revelation, you'll pump some clean water on the ground like we're doing and you'll feed it to them and they'll never get sick again through water. Amen? See, see they, everything's a matter of revelation. How many know, you, you say, I love what Mark Hankins said, a billion dollars or more revelation? More revelation. Say more revelation. More revelation. Revelation is the key. The, the wisdom of heaven, the insight of the Holy Spirit. So we go, look, and, and, and 
we finished is up everything the Father has in mind. That's what they said. You can't, now, now, now let me speak this and, and we'll wind down here. You think about this. You can't come to God unless the Holy Spirit draws you. Or the Father, right? So here's what the scripture says, John 6, 44. The only way people come to me is by the Father who sent me. I like this translation. He pulls on their hearts to embrace me. And those who are drawn to me, I will certainly raise them up at the last day. So if Father is positionally on the throne, Jesus positionally at the right hand of the Father, who's operating in the earth? Holy Spirit. So who's drawing people to Christ? Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit's working, he's our helper, and he's drawing. So, so, so I can preach a sermon all day, but if the Holy Spirit doesn't draw people, it doesn't matter. Amen. Nothing's happening. I can talk about healing all day, but until the Holy Spirit reaches out and you get a revelation and then someone touches you or you just believe right there and you get healed, you got revelation. You got, you got all of a sudden something that's been put in place for years that's been there. You just found out about. You know, they heard about that guy in Chicago. He died and they found like two to three million dollars cash under his bed. He died of starvation. Sad, he was eating peanut butter sandwiches. He, I don't know if he was a hermit, or if he was like just greedy and of gain. I don't know. But he, he, he was laying on top of a couple million dollars and he died of, of not enough food. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. So, so, so in the same way, God has everything in the kingdom in heavenly places according to Ephesians. And where are heavenly places? In Christ. And where's Christ? Christ is in you. Wait, so Christ is in you, the hope of glory. So everything you need is in you. Whoa, 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 whoa. I grew up under healing evangelists like Or Roberts, and I was mesmerized by some of those meetings. And, but, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. You, you're just as powerful. See, not a lot of people, they want to see the guy on the stage do some miracles, bro. No, no, you do the miracles. You do the signs and wonders. You're anointed for this hour. You're anointed for the last day. You have an anointing and an unction from the Holy One, and you, by the Spirit, know all things. How many believe that? So now you know all these things, and the Holy Spirit, now listen, the Holy Spirit helps you to pray. He helps you to praise. He helps you to get filled with the Spirit. He helps you get saved, right? So he helps you get healed. He helps you get encouraged. One translation calls him the divine encourager. He's your joy helper. He's your provider. He's your deliverer. He's the one that causes you to be a bold witness. He's the one that guides and leads you into truth. Say he's the Holy Spirit. Spirit. What has the church the last hundred years not talked about the most? The Holy Spirit. Because I don't know if I believe that, Pastor. He's weird. You, you get all kind of weird church people from every denomination. Holy Spirit, um, the tongues, is that, that's passed away, Pastor. That's not for today. That's, hey, the devil try any old trick he can get you, and he uses religion a lot. That's why Vatican City is full of religious devils. No, no, it is. I'm not saying the Pope's evil. He might be. I don't know. I'm not saying all those monsignors, but we're praying for them. We're praying for them to have light, just like Zacharias. We prayed it today, that in Rome and Vatican City, they get an outpouring of the Holy Ghost, and they go in to go through the routine that looks like a form of godliness with no power, and the Holy Ghost shows up. How many think that would be good? 
And the Pope goes, I seen Jesus for real. That's what we need, a move of God, right? Joy and peace in believing. So then we look at Romans 1.16. He says, I refuse to be ashamed of the gospel message of God's liberating power unleashed in us through Christ. For I'm thrilled to preach that everyone who believes and is saved, first the Jew and then people everywhere, this gospel unveils continual revelation of God's righteousness. Did you hear that? Write that in your notes. Go study this. Anytime you hear the gospel preached across this pulpit, the Lord told me anything that doesn't reveal righteousness is not the gospel. What's righteousness? Righteousness means there's a wonderful, loving Savior who died on a cross. He took all your sin. He took all your sickness, all your disease, all your pain. And he, he, he came to this planet to make a way for you to come back to God and be walking with him in the cool of the day. And then he said, I want to put my spirit in you so that you can know like you used to know, so that you can hear like you used to hear, so that you can walk out the fullness of your days with your life coach, so he can guide and lead you and direct you and show you things to come, so you don't have to miss it on your marriage. You can marry the right person. You don't have to miss it on the university you go to. You can see and know this is where God wants me. You don't have to miss it on the job you take or don't take. You can see and know by the will of God. But Adam had that same revelation draft. He said, nope, that's not it. See, God's, God's, if you're living by the Spirit, you're getting that same stuff. And I'm not saying I've arrived at it, but I'm getting better at it. Is this, is this you, God, or not? No, that's not. Keep rolling. Is this you, God? Is this the will of God? So you say, what are you doing? Looking at lots of opportunities. But I want to know in my spirit. And you know when you come on to something like, like you go on 5,200 dates that pastors set you up with, you're traveling the road, and then God said, she's the one. I was like, yes. Thank God I heard it from the Holy Ghost, right? Because when you're, you're, you're just doing it in the flesh, it's bad, man. You end up with some weirdo. Amen? Well, don't raise your hand if that's you. <laughs> we want the will of God, Amen? Where were we? That was weird. But listen what he says. This gospel unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness. How many want some of that? The more we see Jesus, the more revelation we get. Perfect righteousness given to us when? When do we get perfect righteousness? When we believe it. Well, I don't know, Pastor. I have desires. Well, so do I. But that's why I get to die every day. I died of that desire. I died of the desire to talk back. I died, of desire to, I died of that desire to get mad. I died of that desire most of the time to be mean to my wife, right? You got to die of that desire. You're going to have a good marriage and you aren't going to get your prayers answered. What, was there strife on the holiday a little bit or no? She's smiling and he's not. What's up? I'm just kidding. She was shaking her head like, yeah. The power, Ready? It moves us from, I love this. Look at this. This, this. We might have to stop here. The perfect righteousness given to us when we believe, when we believe, the righteousness of faith. It moves us from receiving life through faith, receiving life through faith. Rece- A lot of people receive it, but it gives us the power of living by faith. 
This is what the scripture means when it says, we are right with God through life-giving faith. So look, we'll wind down right here. God will do it. I'll speak it. I'll believe it. I'll receive it. God will do it. The Holy Spirit does the work. The Holy Spirit's the construction worker. The Holy Spirit's bringing the funds. The angels are bringing the funds. The, the, the Holy Spirit's bringing the right spouse. The Holy Spirit's bringing the right situation. He's causing everything to work together for the good to those who love. Are you in a struggle? Brother Chris, sometimes in a struggle, but God's bringing him through some stuff and the other side's victorious. So it's victory as long as you keep a good attitude in the fight. You're always going to fight a fight of faith. Count it all. Count it all. That's why you never see me. I'm not going to frown up here or at home or in my car because if I'm going to fight, it's a fight of faith. And if it's a fight of faith, that means I win. How many know we win? Why? Say the greater one. The greater one's in us. So we're not losing. So, so if the work is finished and Jesus sat down, look at Revelations 13. Now, I'm going to close in a couple minutes here, but I want you to get this. Revelations 13, 8 says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life, of the Lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. Now we can talk about election. Now we can talk about predestination. What's that mean, pastor? God had a plan a long time ago. It wasn't for you to do whatever God told you to do because that's not the way God works. He'll let you go to hell. He'll let you live sick. He'll let you live depressed. He'll let you live broke. He'll let you live and not be generous. You have you have a free will. I know people that are saved that are miserable. I know people that are saved that just want out of here. But you know what? The reality is all the work that God was going to do in Christ was not finished at the cross. It was finished before the world began. Yes. Now, now, now this, this goes into another level of revelation. Everything was finished. Now, now, now what's that mean? That means that if you're sitting here in pain tonight, I can give you the facts. You're healed. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pastor, I, I feel pain in my... He carried our sickness and he bore our pain. So wait, wait. If Jesus carried my sickness and bore our pain, why would I? So I just have to trust and believe I'm healed. Thank you, Lord. Why, why would you do that? Because Isaiah 53 says, by the stripes that wounded him... In other words, he took the beating for my healing, so today I'm healed. Are you sick? No. Are you going to be? No. Because I'm healed. Now, now hear, hear me. That's a progressive, ongoing statement I make every day of the world. A, a progressive, ongoing statement. I say, my wife hears me in my sleep. I go to bed every night, and I wake up every morning praying in the Holy Ghost, and then I say, uh, my confessions, but it's not a legalistic thing. It's just kind of what I do. It's all my children are taught of the Lord and great is their peace. Gabriel sees and knows. Gloria sees and knows. Judah sees and knows. My wife sees and knows. I thank you for revelation knowledge. I thank you my body is healed. If there's anything in my body that's not of you, I thank you you're driving out right now because I have resurrection power living in my body. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the blessed and not the curse. I win. Everything I put my hand to prospers. You're the Lord 
Lord my God that teaches me to profit. I thank you, God. My wife and my marriage is better than... You see, you see where I'm going? That comes from the Spirit. When you put the Word in you, that comes by the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit tells you what certain things to say in certain seasons of your life. And now you go, man, I'm, I'm really... You think, does it make you proud and arrogant? No, it makes you really humble because I can't do this without Him. So, so listen, so when did everything get fixed? Before the world began. Now, God gave me this illustration. I preached this a couple weeks ago, but he just brought it to my remembrance. He said in Romans 4, when you, when you have to do what God asks you to do, and why does God call Abraham our father in the faith? Why? Because it says, Abraham, Romans 4, Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him as righteousness. In other words, God made him right, not because of what he did, because of what he believed. Right? The righteousness of faith. And it says, God called him my friend. So he got back what Adam and Eve lost, the friend of God. He walked with God. Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. He was doing what you and I do. He was, he was walking with God by faith, and all of a sudden he was closer to God's side. And he said, come on, get up here. And he was not, for God took him. That's walking with God. This isn't about temporal. This isn't about a car. This isn't about gold. This is about a relationship that you're so tight with that what he is, you are. He's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord thy physician. He's Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord thy righteousness. He's Jehovah Shammah. He's Jehovah Nisi, the Lord thy banner, thy victory. Just hold up the banner and shout. He's all these things and he's in you and it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, but it's greater as he who is in you than he that's in the world. But if this was finished before the foundations of the world, all you need tonight is a little revelation. All you need is a revelation in this season. What's that revelation look like to you? Okay, wait, 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 wait. The work was finished, right, Pastor? Yep. Now, he said, I think it's Romans 4, 17. It says, here's the, here's the original Greek translation. Abraham acting like God. I love that. Didn't the Bible tell us, General Bob, be imitators of me, be imitators of him? How many want to imitate God? Why would he tell us to imitate him if we didn't have the power to do what he does? Interesting, right? Abraham acting like God. This is what got God's attention. Called things that be not as though they already were. And that's what pleased God. One translation, I think the Amplified says, he spoke of non-existent things as though they already exist. See, don't deny, don't deny you have cancer. When the doctor tells you you got cancer in your body, say, all right, I'll admit it for about two minutes. Now, the healing power of Jesus is working in my body, and this thing has to dry up like the fig tree and curse it now in Jesus' name, and it's gone. When's it gone? Now. Now. When do you have joy? When do you heal? When do you have the victory? Yeah. When's your breakthrough? Yeah. When's the Holy Ghost moving big in you? Yeah. Who's the greater one in you working? Right. Same thing. I think you're getting it. But, but listen how God said, what did Abraham do? I was preaching this a couple weeks ago, but listen. God asked you to do something, right? And you do it. God, God, this is simple. It really is simple. Mark, are you all right to serve in church? You all right to turn your bus into a chapel? 
Y'all right for your wife to help out kids? Y'all right for your wife to be an international prayer? Y'all right to take dominion together and Antonio to be a world changer? Y'all right to change the island of Puerto Rico? Y'all right to do whatever God wants you to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's their heart. That's their, I know I'm a little more personal than some, but that's what they do. That's who they are. You, you should hear a story about praying for people and God, the Holy Spirit said, turn this bus into a healing. He said, anyone want prayer on his bus? And everybody wanted prayer, right? That, that, that's listening to the Holy Ghost. What's God trying to do? Lou Biondi, we got all these guys getting saved that work at Biondi Lincoln Mercury. And Lou met with me the other day. He said, would you please do a Bible study for my whole company? I said, yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But I'm going to turn it over. Those kids are on fire because he said all these kids are on fire and everybody's getting saved at my work. That's revival. These kids are getting filled with the Holy Ghost. They're they're 22, 23, 20. They're on fire. Everyone say the Holy Ghost. Say thank God for the Holy Ghost. Now here's what the Lord said to me. Abraham was walking up that hill. And listen, listen to the faith in this guy's heart. Daddy, daddy. God told you to go sacrifice three days journey from mama. And the boy, you heard the story. You guys stay here with the asses. We're going to go. Listen to the statement of faith. We're going to go yonder and worship and come to you again. God, God had to be standing up that day. And just so you know, this is the man's faith. I don't know if you get a revelation of God, but Abraham's faith brought Jesus into the earth. And you might say, well, I don't know if that's correct. Listen, God, God will not violate his own law that he set up. So in the beginning, he set up man to take dominion over the earth. He needed man to do something. He, he couldn't move unless he had Mary to say, be it unto me according to thy will. God said, that's enough. Boom, pregnancy. Let's go. Pregnant by the Holy Ghost. How did he do that? He said, you're going to conceive a child. His name's going to be Jesus. He'll be the, the offspring of David. He told, told her everything. And would Mary say that little 14 or 15 year old girl, be it unto me according to thy will. Be it unto me according to thy word. Everything in the kingdom works by words. I can look at you and if you're depressed, say joy and you'll get joy if you receive it. But, but, but listen what he did. The boy and I will go yonder and worship and we'll come back. Y'all chill here, Right? Now he gets, a, he gets a little bit of doubt and unbelief from his son. Daddy, I see the knife. I see the fire. And I'm carrying the wood. This, is, this had to make God get jacked up. But where's the sacrifice? The Lord himself will provide the sacrifice. You hear those words of faith from a man? When he spoke that, angel said back up dude God's got this the Holy Spirit went to work a ram was walking up that mountain that day a Holy Spirit filled firstborn male lamb a ram just happened to be coming up that hill and the Holy Spirit said go over in the thorn bush and eat some ram snacks and he puts his head down and all of a sudden his head gets caught in the thicket And Abraham lifts up his eyes, probably crying, saying, Thank you, Lord, for saving my son. And the Lord said, I have a sacrifice right over there. You know what God determined that day? I'm going to send my only son 
because legally I needed a man's words to bring my will into the earth. Do you know that hasn't changed? I need a man's. No, 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 it's not. He wants, he has to have a man to operate. That's why preaching is foolishness to God. I need a man to preach. How will they hear without a preacher? He said that. I need somebody to believe me in the earth. And Abraham said, God, thank you for the... He goes over, he takes the ram, which is a type of Jesus. Let me ask you a question as we close. When did the ram get in the thicket? Before the foundations of the world. Now see, God here, God doesn't operate on our time. It was just like yesterday. That's why I told my daughter one day when Poppy died, I said, I don't know how old she was. I looked at her. I said, don't worry about it. I said, with God, a day is a thousand years. And a thousand years is one day. And she looked up at me. I put her blanket over. She said, so we'll see Poppy tomorrow. Good perspective, right? But, but wait, wait, that's, that's, that's real because God doesn't operate on this. Is your breakthrough a minute? Is it a month? Is it a year? Is it 20 years? God doesn't operate on your time. God operates on faith. He's waiting for someone to hear something from their spirit by the Holy Spirit and then say something with their mouth. All my kids are taught of the Lord. I'll tell you, I can tell you can you can make fun of this. I just said it out of my heart. I said, Lord, I've done your will. I sacrificed for 15 years with no paycheck, and I lived by faith the first 15 years of this ministry. They never read nickel other than what came in the mailbox. And I said, so I got to catch up. Some people have a great retirement, have this, I got to catch up. And I said, I speak, my house will be paid off at 50 years old. You know, I didn't even know it. I got a check back in the mail for a couple thousand dollars, several thousand dollars. It said, your mortgage was paid off in August when I turned 50. I said, Lord, how'd that happen? He said, I asked you to speak it and you spoke it and you have what you say when you walk in my authority. And so Abraham called things that be not as though they already were. So when did the ram get there? Now, now I'm closing right here, but you got to hear this because it's going to help you before the foundations of the world. Jesus saw men walking around like trees because trees are fruitful and they produce. Jesus operated like we should be operating. He pulled coins out of a fish's mouth. He, 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 he said, throw your nets over there. And all of a sudden, all these fish, when did the fish get there? Before the foundations of the world? When did the leper get healed? Before the foundations of the world. That's what predestination is. When did you get saved? Before the foundations of the world. Wait, 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 wait. So wait, Pastor, you're saying there's not a, God's not really operating on our time? Correct. So when did you get healed? It's done. When did you get set free and delivered? It's done. When did you get the victory? It's already done. See, God's not up there trying to get you stuff. It's already been paid for in full through the finished work of Christ. And the more you see who Jesus is, that you might see the 
bigness of his love, the bigness of his revelation. When you look at Jesus, you'll get revelation. When you look at his word, you get revelation. When you pray in the spirit, you get revelation. We need revelation. So, so this is a little challenging right here for me, okay? But 2 Corinthians 4, you got scripture? Absolutely. 4.13, yet we have the same spirit of faith as he had wrote. I have believed and therefore I've spoken. We too believe, that's us here, we believe and therefore we speak. Assured of he who raised up Jesus from the dead, also raise up also with Jesus and bring us alongside him into his presence. So, when are you saved? If the Bible says today is the day of, when are you saved? Now. When are you healed? When are you joyful? When are you blessed? When has God provided all your needs? When has God set you free? Present tense. When has God filled you with joy? In His presence is fullness of joy. When are you full of resurrection power? When are you so happy that you just can't stand it? Well, see, someone had to think about that. I'm miserable tonight, pastor. No, no, no. I have joy now. Okay? But, but, but God pulled a fast one on me. So I'm, I'm going through this, right? And I'm thinking of all the things God has done and given and blessed with. And, and then we've been praying for something. And I said, I said, the Holy Spirit said to me, when do you have your new building? Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. You see what I'm saying? Whatever your present day debacle is, when's the court case over? When? When are your kids back at your house? When do you got the victory? When do you have so much joy you can't stand it? Come on, give the Lord a shout. See what the devil says, if everything worked out for you, you'd be dancing and shouting right now. So guess what? Today, today, today is a celebration. Today is a celebration, which is a demonstration of your expectation. And when you have a demonstration of your expectation, then you see the manifestation. Not until you celebrate. You're down there shouting and praising, and you're rejoicing, and Abraham's, his kid's getting ready to die. He's through the worst day of his life. If he told his wife, I gotta go kill our boy and sacrifice him, she'd have said, nah, you take and leave your mind. You need to go see Dr. Phil. No, he was going up the, he was going up the mountain shouting and rejoicing because he saw by revelation. The Bible says, and this is so cool. It says in John, he saw our day. And he was glad and he rejoiced to see our day. What did he see? Abraham saw by revelation and he believed in the death of his son. And he believed in the resurrection of his son. God stood up and said, all right, Abe, I'm going to call you the father in the faith. And all the Jews are going to say it's all about Abraham because you believe. And now I'm going to breathe and a root's gonna pop out of dry ground. 
and Malachi is going to prophesy and then Matthew is going to happen because the Christ is going to come just at the right time. When did he die? Before the foundations of the world. That means when were you healed? Before the foundations of the world. When did he raise again? Before the foundations of the world. If you can take this time element out of your life, you'll start believing. Now, you can get frustrated. How so? If someone calls me again to go look at a building, I might punch them. I've looked at buildings all over this city. Parking spaces all over this city. And so when I'm preparing this message, I'm all done. The Lord said, I need you to believe me like Abraham and go to the next level. I said, what do you mean next level? I thought I was at the next level. He said, act like me. When do you have your new building? And I had said what I'm preaching to you tonight. I said, I have it now. He said, what? I said, I have it now. He said, where is it? I said, it's in God somewhere. He said, it's physically somewhere. I'm going to reveal it to you. You're going to find it. But before I'm going to reveal it to you, and before you're going to find it, you've got to believe that you receive when you pray that you have it now. And you've got to celebrate like you have it now. And you've got to talk like you have it now. And you've got to believe you have it now. And you've got to rejoice that you have it now. Now, why is that such a big deal? Because we think it's a manifestation of something. But in the plan of God, I'll tell you, in the next six months, you're going to see this majestic place. And when we build something, I'm going to make the devil so mad because we're going after the 4 to 14 years old. And we're going to have the biggest children's ministry this city has ever seen in their life. You say, where is it? Right in here. Right in here. Right in here. Right in here. I'm sorry I'm going a little long, but I have to. I remember listening to Dr. Cho. They thought he was crazy, the pastor of the biggest church in the world. Mama Lee's been there, correct? Her family goes there in Seoul, Korea. I remember listening with Or Roberts when he came to preach at ORU. And he said, God said to Dr. Cho, I pray and I obey. And, and it was so sweet the way he said it because he was just so simple. He said, I have nothing. I'm born in poverty. He said, but... I need to get around to preach the gospel. And prosperity back then was a bicycle. So I believe God for a bicycle. I said, where's the bicycle? You don't have a bicycle. He said, the bicycle's right here. I'm pregnant with a bicycle. I said, I have a bicycle. God gives me a bicycle. He said, the bicycle showed up. He said, and then, then God said, I said, God, I can't study the Bible. I don't have a desk. I was so poor. He said, God, I have a desk right here. I believe God, the desk showed up. Then he pastored the biggest church in the world with hundreds of thousands of people. When did that happen? Before the foundations of the world. God had a plan. And you know what? You have a free will to believe or not believe. God didn't make robots. So God says to me, go take the ground that belongs to you. I got so frustrated one day. I, I walked down here. I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I walked up on this property and then he showed me this. He said, walk around this and claim this and then just take it. I did what he said and I got a call and they said, it's yours. But, but now at the next level, you know, so, so the, the, some hotels looking, talking to us about buying some of this property for several million dollars. And, and I said, Lord, what's next? 
He said, I knew before the foundations of the world. So if you start acting like you have what you say, I'll reveal it to you. But here's what religion teaches you. You go ahead and shout and rejoice and speak about it and talk about it after you receive it in religion. God said, you talk about it, you get excited, and you rejoice before you see any physical manifestation. Why is this so much more about God than this something temporary? Because I trust Him. And because He's the one bringing it to pass, not by power, but by, nor by might, but by my spirit. So when I speak a word that I've been made in His image and His likeness, the Holy Spirit acts like a construction worker. And He goes to work. Because there's not one inch within me that says, God's this big or God's this big. And what he gave me today was bigger than I can ever do. And God said, that's what's me. See, in our, in our finite mind, we say, well, this building will work because we can afford it. And that building could work. And then the Lord said, I'm going to give you something that is going to blow your mind. I don't need you to buy it. I don't need you to get the money for it. I, I just need you to believe it. That's all I need. That we, right here, sitting here tonight, if we believe God's message and we walk with Him, He will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask or think according to the power that's at work within us. But nothing, listen to me, we're closing right here, nothing just happens. Today is the day of God's favor. Write this last scripture down. 1 John 5, 4 and 5. For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. Wow. Who's born of God here? Who's born of God? Sons and daughters of the Most High God. Whatsoever is born of God is victorious over the world. Say it with me. Greater is he who is in me than he that's in the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our what? I don't care what you say. You have to believe if you're going to get the victory. You have to believe that he is and he's a rewarder, those who diligently seek him. Even our faith. Who is it that is victorious over, that conquers the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God adheres to and trusts in and relies on that fact. So when do you have the victory? Now. When do you have the victory? Now. When do you overcome? Now. Are you born of God? Now. 